Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. No, no. You turn. Hold on. Huh? Hold on. You hold on. It's so adorable how he gets excited for a 23. I know. It's a big moment for Scray. Hello there. It's your GM, Alex. Welcoming you back to another episode of Tuesday Gaming. Before we get started, I just want to remind you from last week's episode, this November, November 1st through 3rd, is Carnage 22 at Killington, Vermont, although we will only be there for the 2nd and 3rd. Matt and I will be running our own games at the convention, so make sure you uh, you look up on their on the Carnage 22 website. You could uh, You could be part of a game run by Matt or myself. Tickets are now available. As always, don't forget to swing by our Patreon account. We're going to be putting tears up there soon. Trust me. But in the meantime, feel free to make a pledge and support your favorite podcast. It's us. If you can't afford to make a pledge, no big deal. You can always swing by iTunes and leave a review for us. Other podcast distributors have their own review system, but iTunes is the big one. So that's that's the one that gets us the most uh, visibility. But anyway, I hope you enjoy the book three finale. Episode 71. Into the eye of the bird holder. Open-faced fuck meat sandwich. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. <laughs> we are Swiss Army Scorpion. So, uh, before we get into the story, I gotta rewind for a second. Because there's something I forgot Ooh. to address last week. Which was when Tuck Tuck got bitch slapped by that Aboleth. That might have been two weeks ago at this point. Yeah. But last week was when you guys resurfaced and it actually started mattering. So Tuck Tuck had to make a fortitude save and he failed it. So his skin became all rubbery and slimy. He lost four mm-hmm. constitution points. And every 10 minutes he would spend out of the water, he would take damage as his skin cracked. And that effect is permanent. So we need to address how Tuck Tuck got himself out of that. Nobody really rolled high enough to know anything about the Aboleth other than it is an Aboleth. So I imagine that when you guys went to Quent, you guys probably did a little bit of research. Yeah. I'm, because I mean, we, we did we did make sure that both Scram and Cheryl have access to Remove Curse. So like mm-hmm. if we couldn't immediately find something else, that would have been probably at least something to try that wouldn't hurt if it didn't work. Right. Well, Remove Curse would not have worked, but... Quent has enough resources where I can confidently say that you guys just go into the right places. You would have learned more information about what an Aboleth can do and its special attacks and everything. And you know that this effect can be undone with a remove disease spell. Does anybody here have a way to mitigate that? Yeah, I have that. Perfect. So after learning that it can be eradicated with a remove disease, Tuck Tuck can probably just... Prepare Shoots one. of magic all over myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really moisturize myself. But in the... Well, unmoisturize yourself. No, I'm going to rub it in. Oh, okay. But in the meantime, like, Tuck Tuck would have had to, like, live in, like, a like a pail of water on the ship for, like, two days. <laughs> a barrel. A barrel, please. A barrel. Not a barrel. <laughs> so, all right. Well, with that behind us, I just wanted to make sure we addressed it. Let's go back to the present time, which is the regatta. Did everyone else do any shopping over this break? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, any purchases? For the time being, I'm going to say no, because I want to finish selling all of our plunder 
I really know how much money I have to work with. Okay. No one else wanted to do any shopping for now? Well, then I guess I'll just say what I got. While we were selling stuff, selling plunder in Quent, I uh, had my axe taken in for an upgrade. Took Chip in, and now instead of just being a plus one great axe, Chip is now considered a plus one vicious great axe. Which means every time I hit a creature with it, it deals 2d6 damage to the target and 1d6 damage back to Devoth. Badass. Fortunately, Devoth's got stupid amount of fast healing because he cheats. So that's what I want. to be a problem. All right. So, yeah, I guess that's it. And uh, on to the race. So, Tuck Tuck's steering. I assume I'm looking at playing Lookout. Yep. I'll probably be halfway up the mask. Why only halfway? Figure it'd be probably easier to relay. Because if it's a race, we're going to need to be like doing things quickly. I feel like it might be a little tricky if I'm yelling from 60 feet up. It's hard to hear someone 60 feet away. Not to mention it is currently raining and windy. So, the race starts. Immediately after the race starts, a sharp and unnatural shift in the wind throws the competitors into chaos. You'll need to pilot your ship clear of the milling ships. I need two sailing checks, please. If, if you are using the chart of the fair winds, you get a plus three bonus, and you have the option to use Jalazar's wheel and combining the hard to port or starboard and full ahead actions to get a plus five bonus. But bear in mind, you can only use Jalazar's wheel to do that, I believe, three times per day, and it might come up more than three times in the race. You it can never comes up again. <laughs> I would, Maybe it won't. I don't know. I would say use it now. Like I feel like getting off to a good start would be very big. So I listen to the captain. I'm just the wheel man. <laughs> so yeah, unless, the, he, unless, he, like, he, uh, unless he turns control over to me directly, I listen. So if you want me to use it, I I think it's a good good start. Get ahead of the pack. Yeah, I say use it. Gives you a plus eight bonus on this check. And you have two checks. Doing this will give you that bonus for one check. Okay, I'm going to do it on the first one. All right. And you're using the Chart of the Fair Winds too, correct? So I'm oh, going to roll and add on. plus eight after. <laughs> oh my so God. how is a 47? 47? Hold is on, that good? I rolled a natural 20. Hold on, let me, let me double Did check. Did you break it? <laughs> that might be the single highest I fucking, skill roll. I grip with my talons and flap us into the air. <laughs> yeah, is that the highest roll anybody's ever gotten on the show is so far I, so far I think, I think it, it has to be get 47 yeah. oh I like to God. imagine that you just literally <laughs> like busted through another ship and just like left a gaping <laughs> hole in it <laughs> uh yeah that passes the first check <laughs> let me, and goes let me do the flying second. through the second check <laughs> <laughs> did I beat both checks with the with that roll you did not beat both checks combined. No. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. You weren't super far off, though. Oh, that would have been so neat. All right. Well, here comes I might have given one. it to you if you did. <laughs> that would have been awesome. All right. Here we go. Are you using the it. wheel again for this one? No. Okay. 24. Oh, I did not pass the second one. Now, I know there was the wheel for the plus five. What was the other thing? Oh, the, the chart of the fair winds gives you a plus three. So 27. I had a 27. That passes. Aha. I was going to say, I just remember, too, I could always gallon inspiration that, too, to get a little uh, bit was of a boost. A, it was a plus. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 27. All right, all right. You pass. <clears throat> get birded. Okay, so it is complete and utter chaos, uh, and you guys manage to, like, 
Lightning McQueen your way through like all the the ships bumping into each other. A uh, couple of the ships are just like instantly out of the game because like like skewered into each other. You are not alone though, and there are there are other ships that make it out of the fray unharmed. With the heavy rainfall and the wind and the choppy rains and the the lack of a lot of sunlight, it's not super easy to tell where you guys are in the running. You know that you are ahead of the bulk of the ships right now, but exactly where you are, like first, second, third, this ain't Mario Kart. You don't know that. <laughs> There's no guy in the cloud no. following us? <laughs> no, the Lakitu is not here. Uh, I thought some track. dude was watching us to make sure we didn't fuck about. <laughs> the master of Lakitu. Can he just shout it out like, you guys are in third! <laughs> Don't fuck about. <laughs> Thanks, Lakitu of the. Oh, well, like maybe even just give us if we're in the top five. <laughs> He's the turtle the sitting gals. on top of the cloud. Lakitu. Yes, that is what the Lakitu is. <laughs> Tom, Thanks, the Michael Phelps of swimming. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Tom of telling jokes. <laughs> Lakitu. Oh yeah, or that cloud thing. <laughs> hey, uh, it is easy to assume that you guys are in a good spot right now, but lucky bird. Uh, yeah. So the bulk majority of this uh, regatta is going to be like open water. You guys just racing, doing the best you can. If something comes up and you guys decide you want to use this time to do things in addition to sailing, let me know. Otherwise, we can just kind of sail over them. So when when Uh, we approach a check, can I like burn like, for instance, a gust of wind, a cast of gust of wind to get a bonus on my uh, check? Yes, you can use... Uh, there, there are some spells that you can use that, besides their like mechanical effect in the context of this race, can get you like a plus two on a single check or maybe two checks if uh, the duration is long enough and the checks are close enough between each other. Makes sense. All right, yeah. I just wanted to make sure because I did I loaded up on like gust of wind and things yeah. like that just in case. Yeah, it'll definitely benefit from that. Hey, Matt. Yes, sir. Should we just use the wheel the first three times we're presented with the option to use the wheel? Like when it is a hard turn, like a wind forcing us? Um, I definitely don't want to be too conservative with our uses of it, but I definitely want to make sure we have a use of it when we get to the, uh, like our, fir- our first destination is like this the iris of something or other, where we have to basically like make a turn yeah, uh, passing yeah, north. Like we should save one for that. We definitely want to use one to kind of drift through that and then just shoot right north from there. Yep. But okay, I definitely so, don't yeah. want to be conservative. I don't like. I don't want to end this race with uses of that that we have left. You know. So we got one to burn, and we should probably just. I want to use one of that iris, and I'd like to use one when we get to that reef inside the uh, the Eye of Abandego. But if we think we need to use it before then, I'm not going to be, you know. Okay. Too hesitant. Well, if you've got if you've got two specific places you want to save them for, I'll I'll we'll wait till then, unless something major comes. Up. Yeah, and like I said, I've always got my gallon inspiration, and I've got what? Uh, how many times can I use that? And I, I'm a windy boy. Yeah, I I, I, I can gallon inspiration <laughs> five times a day. That adds anywhere from two to eight onto any one of these rolls for you. Also, I uh, I think I found a way for us to possibly spy on the competition to see where we are, if that's. Fun. How's that? I have a spell commune with birds uh, because you know, haha. <laughs> uh, uh, for ten minutes, I gain the ability to talk to birds in the area, and they act as my scouts, replying with general information. Nice. I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of birds this close to the superstorm, though. 
I mean, I also have my far glass too, which has like a ten foot sight range on it. But again, Dude, sight is very limited. Vision. All right, so Tuck Tuck, I need a profession sailor check. You'll be making a lot of those today. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, here we go. Bang. Uh the same. A twenty four. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can do. I can also, do five inspirations. So yeah, let me do that. Three. So that's a twenty seven. All right, w- with the gallon inspiration, that actually I'm rolling for hazards, stormbound hazards. And at this distance from the Eye of Abandego, if you guys recall, we only did this like once or twice, I think, in the beginning of the second book. Whenever you guys are in or near a storm, at certain intervals, I roll a d20 and I add a modifier to it. And then I subtract the pilot's profession sailor check from it. And I take that modifier and add a d% roll. And then I consult a chart and see what stormbound hazard happens to you guys. And the profession sailor check is uh, reflects the pilot's ability to like see certain hazards before they show up. Like, like oh, the way those clouds are moving, I I should like you know if you're ten de- ten degrees port coming or something like that. So with the gallant inspiration, that brought our total down to twenty, which is no hazard. Yeah, nice for you. Uh, about an hour has gone by since you started racing. You approach the Silted Shrouds, an extensive series of shallow sandbars formed from the continuous action of the Eye of Abendago. There are no up-to-date charts of the Silted Shrouds as new channels and sandbars continuously form and wash away year-round. It will take some careful navigation to avoid running aground. You could instead sail wide, circumventing the Silted Shrouds completely, but that looks like it would take a lot longer. What would you like to do? Let's go for it. Okay. So I'm going to need, doesn't need to come from the pilot this time, but I will need four survival checks, or if you have access to a flyer swim speed of at least 50 feet, I can take four perception checks. I have a 21 in my survival. Yeah, I think it's going to be best going from you then. (laughs) How did I roll a 20? I've got a two. Eat a Penis. All right, inspiring <laughs> that. Oh my Jeez. god! So that's a twenty-six. Wow. Okay, so you barely managed to fumble your way past the first survival check. Whew. Oh, excuse right, me. <laughs> uh, there, there's some bonuses that you may or may not gain if uh, the person making the check has at least five ranks in knowledge, geography, or local. You get a plus two. Um, yes. Or I get a plus two if you were to cast a spell. If you were to cast either the spell commune with nature or find the path it will negate the need for any checks in this area oh but i don't have that mm. but you got commune with birds <laughs> yeah is that the same birds equals nature i laterally totally can i can no. i can i bird that because it's it seems like tuck tuck would talk to birds i'll i'll give you i'll give you a if you want to use your commune with birds spell i'll give you a plus two on your survival checks Okay. All right, cool. That's yeah. something. So I'm gonna use that. So I get a plus four. Yes. So you got the you got those ranks in knowledge seven. geography. Yes. Okay. So I have a 27 before gallant inspiration. Your first check is a success. I need three more. All right. So so wait, a 27 was enough. Oh yeah. Okay. So he didn't need my gallant inspiration because that I can add after we know that it's a failure. So I wouldn't have done it yeah. if he passed. Okay. Here comes number two. Oh my god, a one! <laughs> Holy shit! And that's still a twenty-six. Five, five, two, one. Daddy's wow. on fire today. And that's still a twenty-six wow. with your uh, uh, knowledge, geography, and commune with birds. Yeah. Yes. 
Wow. Okay, that passes. <laughs> so I Bang. guess you I guess you're gonna pass the next two as well. So don't even fucking bother. Tuck Tuck is the greatest. No, I want to. I got a twenty five and a forty one. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Actually it's a twenty nine and a forty five. Okay, that's true. Thanks, I Matt. didn't add that. Oh my god. Wow. Well you got those three horrible rolls out of the way. Yeah, right. Alright, so get those out of the way. I'll let you guys in like behind the curtain a little bit. I'm keeping track of your race score. Uh, based on how you do sounds, at these locations with these racist. checks. So based on, like, there are some some locations where succeeding on the checks just mean you don't lose uh, any points on your race score. Uh, and sometimes okay. failure by one to four means you lose a little bit. And then failing by more than that uh, means you lose a lot. And, like, maybe other things happen. So uh, those four successes were great, but did not improve your race score. However, at this point, you have the opportunity to make bonus sailing checks. These are represented by uh, points in the race where you guys really don't have much to do other than just really catch the wind in the at the perfect angle with your sails and like really make up any lost ground you might have accumulated. So you can make three bonus sailing checks and uh, just let me know what they are. There are no like conditional bonuses on these it's just your knowledge uh profession sailor 23 22 37 holy shit yeah yeah now at least you got those rolls out of the way (laughs) that that, that 18 is the only thing you've rolled between a 4 and a 20 tonight that's so funny uh all right so you passed one bonus sailing check now there will be a couple points where failing a bonus sailing check could be a bad thing but as of right now it's not so oh well i'm glad i fucked the pooch there then (laughs) yeah there you go got it out of the way early so now i'm gearing up for another uh stormbound hazard check uh tuck tuck please give me a profession sailor check okay i'm gonna burn one of my gust of wind spells to get a plus two okay oh my god (laughs) 25 27 total 27 um, I'm going to gallon inspiration that just because I want to make sure the storm doesn't fuck us up too much. Plus seven. That's a uh, 34 altogether. So I'll, yeah. I'll be subtracting two from this D percent roll, which means you guys are pretty good. But I got a 97. Oh, oh fuck. God. 97. Two hazards. Roll twice on this table as normal. Oh, shit. Both hazards occur simultaneously. Oh. Here we go. Maybe they'll like cancel each other out, like uh, northbound wind, southbound wind. <laughs> Doesn't that make Babylon. like a tornado? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're already had the hurricane. <laughs> okay, so that's a forty dragged anchor, but you guys don't have your anchor out, so it defaults to slippery deck, i.e., yakety sacks. <laughs> For one d four rounds, creatures on deck must make a DC ten acrobatics check to move. Failure means they fall prone. And then okay, eight, which is no hazard. Perfect. You guys really lucked out. Well, now I'm going to make a roll to see how close to the next obstacle you are that this happens. So there's a chance that it will still... I'm going to equate that to like a minus two to your profession sailor check represented by the crew slipping around trying to follow orders and grab like the ropes and everything. But there's also a chance that it happens an hour before you get to the next... All right, so that's going to happen 10 minutes before the following happens, so you're good. Now I need a knowledge geography check from anybody who wants to make one. 
Uh, oh, I'm in there. I'm just yeah, gonna. I can't do it all. I'm just gonna <laughs> take it. I'm gonna use my once a day. Take a twenty for a twenty nine. Nice. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> did somebody beat you? No, Cheryl rolled a one <laughs> for an eight. <laughs> but I did get a twenty eight. Oh my god. <laughs> What'd you guess, Graham? Uh, I got a nineteen. Oh, boring. <laughs> boring. Okay, so uh, anybody who got a twenty or over, not Scram knows that this area is called Raker Shoals and is a well-known hazard due to numerous shallow hidden reefs. Spotting and maneuvering around the reefs could be treacherous. Alternatively, you could sail wide circumventing Raker Shoals altogether, but that looks like it would take a lot longer. By the way, when I say that, it equates to you take a chunk out of your race score by circumventing. Okay, so yeah, we're sailing through it. Okay, so... (laughs) Devoth is nothing if not bold. (laughs) All right, what speed are you currently taking the ship through here? I imagine we were going full speed approaching it, but we would slow down to have to navigate through. Uh, The ship's max speed is 90 feet, so I need an actual number. Uh, I guess let's drop it down to 50 to go through the reef. Okay. 50 seems good. Give me a perception check, anybody who wants to. Tuck Tuck is just carrying this race. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, on on my ones and threes. (laughs) He's a speedy speed bird. All right, somebody give me a perception check. Okay, uh, 31 from Tok Tok. Subtract the result by 5, 26, then multiply by 10, 310. You doing your SATs over there, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's 260. What? Is it subtract by 5 and then multiply by 10? Yeah. So it's 260. Thanks, man. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure I'm comfortable doing the numbers anymore. Are you helping Alex cheat on his SATs over there? (laughs) I'm doing my taxes, thank you. (laughs) Uh, all right, so you spot a hidden reef 260 feet away. That so, feels like pretty far away. Well, you guys are also moving 50 feet every six seconds. So that's only like five rounds that we have to, to so, alter course. So you guys are going 50 feet. Uh, the distance spotted is between two times and four times the ship speed, which it is, right? It's It's more than five times the ship speed. It's 260 feet away. We're going 50 feet per round, so 260 is more than five times our current speed. Oh, okay. Uh, no check required. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right, but that was only one. I need two more perception checks. <laughs> Would I get a boost for using the far glass for this? Yeah, I'll give you a plus two with the far glass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, oh, it's I rolled a 20 that time. 29. And still didn't beat Tuck Tuck. <laughs> Yeah, that's rough stuff, buddy. That's okay. As long as someone's rolling real good. He rolled a 12. As long as someone has big bonuses and doesn't roll garbage. (laughs) So who got the highest perception check? Take a wild guess. Okay, what was the highest perception check? 33. Uh, All right, so that's even higher than last time. So no check is required. One more perception check, please. If you dare. (laughs) Get that 22. I got him. So 25 is our... 27. 27. I get a plus oh, two yep, yeah, because he's up in the, the thing. You give him a plus two. Okay, so 27 minus nice. five is 22 times 10 is 220. Yep. And that is more than five times the ship's speed. No, that's it's, more than four times the ship's speed. Yeah, it's between four and five times. Okay, no check is required. Beep, 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 hey. <laughs> Good job, team. Man. All right. I think you put obstacles in front of us? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so you guys... I- uh, so so Devoth wisely slows the ship down because he knows that there's some hidden reefs. 
And between that and some stellar lookout skills, you guys are able to navigate your way around the the reefs. However, change in race score. Average the PC speed to the area and divide it by 30, then subtract 2. So you guys are going 50 feet uh, divided by 30 is some sort of fraction. <laughs> 1.6, I think. Correct, 1.6 minus 2. So rounding down, you lost 1 point to your race score. That's what you get for going slow. But that is way better than what would have happened if you guys failed to navigate through those reefs. So Nice. Like, a, a minus one is much better than what could have happened. For sure. Would have been a minus seven if you guys went around. Oof. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. So yeah, definitely better to go through and be a little cautious. <laughs> so you guys get through those reefs and... Then you just hit the gas and speed on. All right, Tuck Tuck, give me a profession sailor check for the next stormbound hazard. Okie dokie. 36. That's better. Okay. I'll be subtracting five from this percent. Still not good. That actually might be worse than the last one, considering the rolling twice just got you basically nothing. I feel like subtracting five from a D percent is just like spinning in our face like it's, yeah it's not a bonus <laughs> so uh you guys are speeding along and it's a really bumpy ride you guys are like hitting the choppy waters the wind is really like knocking everything around and you hear a snap and you look over just in time to see that one of your lifeboats has been torn free of its ropes and is now helplessly floating away as the mascador speeds on in the race Oh, okay. We don't need yeah. that one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I now need three either knowledge nature checks or survival checks. I'll do survival. Yeah, that seems good. Okay. I will tell you that the survival check DC is harder than the knowledge nature DC, but I won't do tell I you by how much. Do I get bonuses to the survival? You're not getting any bonuses from this at this point. Uh, cast and commune with nature or find the path eliminates the need for checks but beyond that there are no bonuses to be had birds <laughs> <laughs> you have another Come casting to me, on my you? birds i have 50 well 49 what? it's on a wand <laughs> oh god ah. damn it. <laughs> 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 my bird children <laughs> Edgy Jesus fucking Christ. madman. <laughs> just have a little bird flare gun that calls birds to me. <laughs> I'm just gun. a bird. What can I say? Due, due to the nature of these checks, I'm going to say you only get a plus one, though. Oh. It's it's a, a different circumstances. Yeah, yeah. You raspberry all you want. <laughs> Give it to me. You're making survival checks? Yeah, I am. So a 39. Okay. A 40. Okay. And a 34. Wow. Okay. We're the greatest. The eye of Ebendago is closer than ever when the current suddenly shifts and takes on a strong easterly pull, forcing you to make some quick navigational adjustments to stay on course. Fortunately, you do. And especially thanks to your birds who are really good at predicting the, the quick change in the water's current. <laughs> Me and the boys. Uh, at this point... Uh, Tuck Tuck, you can give me three bonus sailing checks. You got it. <sighs> 22. All right. 32. All right. 24. That's a plus three to your race score. Nice. Wow. Oh. 
All right, uh, Tuck Tuck, now give me another profession sailor for the next Stormbound Hazard. 38. Tuck Tuck, you avoid any Stormbound Hazards again. I <laughs> nice. see me rolling. Yeah. Well, sailing. <laughs> <laughs> With the treacherous side current behind you, there remains one marker between you and the massive storm, which now stretches your entire field of vision. Two jagged shafts of rock grow closer. These rocks are called the Iris's Splinter. Competitors must navigate between the 100-foot gap in between them, threading the iris. Ahead of you, you see the sloop, sullied strumpet, fast approaching the rocks. As you watch, a gigantic, turtle-like behemoth surfaces and smashes into the sloop, capsizing it. Oh, shit. Give me a knowledge arcana check. Scram, you you ready to be useful yet? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not. 31! Oh, wow. Damn. Oh, a barrel coming in hot. Not even a 20 either. (laughs) Yeah. Hot stuff. All right. So, Devoth and Cheryl know that though they're very dangerous to ships, and this one seems much bigger than average, dragon turtles tend to be relatively slow. So, you can try to outmaneuver the beast to get around it, or wait for another ship to act as bait and have an easier time getting around it. Either way, you can't finish the race without threading the iris, which looks impossible without coming in close proximity of the dragon turtle. Uh, so this would equate to Tuck Tuck needing to make three sailing checks, or you'll subtract 1d3 from your race score and only needing to make one sailing check. For each sailing check that you fail, it'll cost you a number of rounds in which you'll need to fend off this dragon turtle. Hey, real tell- quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. But um, the you said we needed like a bait ship. Did yeah. the ship not in front of us just count as a bait ship? It was it was really far ahead of you. Oh, darn. It, yeah, it was too far ahead to count as that, but far but enough, enough away to show us yeah. what's what. So using Jalazar's wheel and also making succeeding on a separate profession sailor check will get you a plus five on a sailing check to navigate around this thing. So we have to make a check to use the wheel successfully to get the plus five? Yes. Okay. I got faith in my little bird boy, so I think we are going to... We're going to use the wheel and we're going to... Well, if we use the wheel to get past the turtle, I'm just trying to think if there's going to be like another check to turn around once we thread the iris and turn. Like, Are we going to have to use the wheel again at that point? It doesn't seem so. Okay. So yes, we will use the wheel for... One check here to get past the turtle. And I got faith in my bird boy. So you're just steaming ahead. You're not waiting for a bait ship. Correct. All right. Tuck, tuck, give me give me three profession sailor checks and give me a fourth when you're ready to use Jalazar's wheel. Let me know yeah, which, which one of those is for that check. So I'm going to use the wheel on the first one. Okay. Go ahead and make that check for the wheel. And uh, what speed are you guys uh, doing this maneuver with? I mean, full speed ahead. Okay. Then, Tuck Tuck, you will be taking a minus 10 penalty on your profession sailor check to use the wheel. Oh, excuse me. No, sorry. (laughs) On all checks besides using the wheel, you're taking a minus 10 penalty. No penalty for the wheel. Give it to me. Okay. 38. Okay, you you use the wheel. You get a plus 5 bonus on the first check, so you're only at a minus 5 penalty. All right, so 37 on the die. All right. Give me two more at a minus 10 penalty. So the first one's a 32 after the penalty. Mm-hmm. 38. Okay. Oh. 35. Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, my God. 
You outmaneuver the dragon turtle without needing to confront it. Wow. Well done. Mm, oh, baby. Oh, yes. Talk, talk. Oh. Did we, oh, God, did we just prove good. birds are greater than <laughs> dragon turtles? Yes, definitively. <laughs> we changed the hierarchy. The <laughs> argument is now over. <laughs> it's been long Scho- debated for many years. <laughs> Scholars can rest. <laughs> All right, Tuck Tuck, give me two bonus sailing checks. 34, 29. All right. That's another plus two to your race score. Nice. Yeah. All right, so the regatta's course dictates you now sail directly into the Eye of Abendego. The Eternal Storm looms menacingly, stretching the entire length of your vision, even though it's still about ten miles away. Instead of diving into the storm, you could circumvent a large portion of it, sailing west around the fringe, and only enter at a point where you'd spend the least amount of time inside. That looks like it would take much longer, but with the storm's reputation, may be worth considering. What do you do? Worth considering is not something we consider. <laughs> yeah, since when is Devoth known for wise decisions? <laughs> Into the fucking storm. Woo! Yes. All right, Tuck Tuck, give me a uh, give me a profession sailor check for the next stormbound hazard. Come on, twenty five. Sli- slippery deck. <laughs> I love that. That's a hazard. Oh, it's a bit wet yeah. out there. Woo! Watch out! Watch out, guys. <laughs> yeah, I like it too because it doesn't affect the hood at all. <laughs> As you slingshot your way through the iris, you sail directly through the floatsome of the sloop that the dragon turtle just capsized. You hear a sickening, crunching sound, and you hear from the hole directly below you, We're taking on water! Oh boy. Scram, get down there and patch it up. Uh, I'm on it. So I dimension door down. Nice. Oh, shit. He just takes the fight. Ex- yeah, Expeditive master gunner there. Okay. So what do you do once you're down there, Scram? I takes a nap. <laughs> I cast I a... make the hole bigger. <laughs> Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> yeah. I make hole. Okay. Uh so make hole is I believe a ten minute casting time. Uh yes. Now I got sprung a leak and not serious hull breach. So sprung a leak is not going to fill the ship fast enough for a 10-minute cast to not negate it before you guys are underwater. Oh, okay. However, uh, when Scram is all done casting Make Hole, you're you're about shin deep in the bottom hold of the ship. Yeah, get get them bilges working overtime. Yeah, get yeah, get, pump those bilges, Scram. <laughs> Maybe not Scram. <laughs> We really, we want to not go under. Uh, I get Owlbear down there pumping them things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I need a profession sailor or survival check from Tuck Tuck. <laughs> is, uh, is the DC higher for survival? They are the same DC. I will do a survival check. All right. Nice. And I'm going to add, while inside the Eye of Abendego, there ain't no birds. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I got a 39. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. Uh, oh, and, oh and if you have at least five ranks in knowledge geography or logo you get a plus two on that make that a 41 nice That's no birds like required <laughs> although what's no, that off in the distance i that is a i bird. am a bird <laughs> i i guess you can talk to yourself <laughs> one bird required <laughs> okay so tuck tuck you can now make up to two bonus sailing checks but if you fail it by five or more bad shit's gonna happen well, here comes two hot sailing checks for you. All right. 
You don't need to make right. any if you don't want to. I want to do two. Oh, yeah. 28, 38. 28 and 38? Okay. You did not fail either of them by five or more. Did he fail either of them at all? <laughs> yes. Why yeah, about? Yeah, you got to fail it by five or more. Nothing bad happens if you fail it by less than five, so I don't know why they didn't just make the DC five less. Right? That's super silly, but... That's silly. <laughs> anyway. Huh. All right. Stormbound hazard time. Tuck, tuck. Give me a fresh and sailor check. Ooh, ooh, ooh. As you guys plunge into uh, the eye of Abendigo. does somebody does somebody want to inspire me gallantly? <laughs> um, honestly, no, because like I feel like it really doesn't matter when he's rolling a fucking D percent and we're subtracting like two. Oh, it's the difference God, you're gonna eat those words five. so hard, Matt. <laughs> Probably, yeah, right. but oh, I want to just bake them in a pie for you, buddy. All right, let's go. <laughs> Twenty-one. I believe that's a slippery duck. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, pie was canceled. <laughs> 86 the pie. 10 banana cream pies slip onto the deck. <laughs> and Wait, are immediately is Cheryl on away. the deck? Get Cheryl to clean that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. With his mouth. <laughs> Cheryl, you're on pie duty. Oh, no. Cheryl's Thanks like, I've been Lord waiting for this my for whole asthma. life. This is why I prayed it for asthma. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I became a pirate. <laughs> all right so miraculously tuck tuck is able to navigate around any serious hazards so far but the storm is so vicious it's impossible to know if the water pelting you is from the sky or sea the storm has swallowed your ship like a tiny grape leaving you careening through a dark sea despite the late morning sun you know must be high over your heads above the eternal storm through the semi-darkness you can only vaguely see the ocean around you occasionally getting a better view with bright flashes of lightning as you navigate between the pockets of denser storm stuff swirling menacingly all around you. Picture the sandstorm seen from Mad Max Fury Road. Damn. Tuck, tuck. That Give... might be copyrighted, though. Oh, sorry. Uh, picture a uh, generic sandstorm scene from generic Mad Max Fury Road movie. <laughs> wait, wait. I don't... Let's ask the lawyers. <laughs> so we'll I get might... it in editing. I might have something to help out here. Okay. Yeah. I do have one cast of daylight. Uh, I don't know if I could put this right on like the bow of the ship. The illumination accre- increases the light level to an additional sixty feet by one uh, by one step, and it's ten minutes per level. Yeah, I mean that'll definitely help you guys see better. I can give you a plus two on some checks. Uh, all right, so it's bright light in a sixty foot radius, and sixty feet beyond that. It is one light step above the ambient light. So I'd say that the ambient light is low light. So like picture dusk. You can you can see a guy, but it's more like his silhouette. So 60 feet around the bow of the ship is bright light. And 60 feet beyond that is normal light. So you guys can see uh, fairly well 120 feet ahead of the ship. Minus stormy conditions, which are still impeding your vision. But... It's not darkness on top of that. Okay. So at this point, Tuck Tuck, I need up to two more bonus sailing checks from you. You can give yourself a plus two bonus from Scram's Daylight. I'm gonna. 34 after bonus. 24 after bonus. Okay. I'm, uh, I will inspire that second one. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's a four. Brings it up to a 28. That prevents you from failing by five or more. Bum, nice. Bum, 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 Very bum, bum, good. Bum. Excellent work, Captain. That's why you're the captain. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta know when to make these. 
All right, Tuck Tuck, now I need a profession sailor check for the next Stormbound Hazard. And you can give yourself a plus two bonus on that for the daylight. That's 22. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. My, my, the percent dice have been extremely kind to you guys. Slippery deck. They're so friendly. The only time they rolled anything, like, really serious. Is uh, now. (laughs) (laughs) The ship is blown up. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, no, I got, I got an 11 on the D percent. I, I think, uh. Despite your really low roll, Tuck Tuck, I got even lower on my d20, uh, so I was still subtracting from that. Yeah, so Tuck Tuck manages to avoid additional hazards. However, that doesn't prevent the storm itself from being extremely dangerous. Waves tower over the main deck. During the moments that the ship is sailing between them, visibility becomes impossible as walls of water obstruct your view. Unabashed wind travels through these gaps in the water, either sending the ship careening forward or all but bringing you to a halt, depending on its direction. All right, Tuck Tuck, uh, give me one uh, bonus sailing check if you dare. I do dare, and I'm going to gust some wind at it, too. Nice. After this bonus sailing check, the daylight will expire. So I got a plus four right now. Yep. 35. You're good. Yes, I am. Now give me... A profession sailor for a stormbound hazard. Whoopsie. (laughs) 21. Okay. So Devoth, Scram, and Tuck Tuck are on the deck, whereas the hood is up in the Uh regular. Oh, why are we going to make a distinction? Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Because the hood is actually safe from this. Oh, okay. Never mind. And Cheryl. That makes perfect sense. Oh, shit. No, (laughs) Cheryl's on the main deck, too. I, I forgot you were there. Sorry, Cheryl. That's okay. Uh, so we're going to have 50% chance for each of you that the following happens. Devoth is safe. Scram is safe. Cheryl's safe. Yes! Oh, no. And Tuck Tuck's safe. I got over 50 <laughs> Oh my god. Yes! <laughs> High fives all around. We are, we are destined to survive. And win. That doesn't leave the rest of your crew safe, though. Because I got oh. lashing rigging. Creatures on the deck in a random 20-foot line must make a DC 13 reflex save or take 2d6 non-lethal damage. Oh. How many crew members are we talking here? If it comes up, we'll worry about it. But okay. otherwise, some of your crew member takes 6 non-lethal damage as one of your rigging lines snaps and whips across uh, several crew members right in the My face. My bad! <laughs> <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> Cheryl, go make sure they're all patched up. I don't I need anyone off. fainting during this. Um, also, just to inject a little uh, RP into this, Axel, from the sounds of uh, how you've described this storm, it feels like I might be shitting my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like Each time you're like, all right, guys, I'm going to describe what you're seeing. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm having fun like you know, playing like... with you guys, but in character, <laughs> I do not think I'm having any fun. Like just being in the presence of this fucking thing. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, you're like, you're in like a, ju- like you're in like a monster. For the purposes of, like, describing this storm. Speaking of which, clinging to your heading, you put the ship between two mammoth-sized waves sailing northwest. The pocket of wind within pushes you forward at dangerous speeds. If the ship collides with anything now, it would be obliterated. Still, it could be disastrous to change course now, for doing so at such speeds could send the ship spinning out of control. 
Indeed, as you speed along between these two impossibly tall waves, you feel a heavy knock on the ship's hull as you push through the scattered debris of another ship, its severed mass narrowly avoiding impaling itself through the mascador. Faster and faster, your ship continues to pick up speed from the steadily building wind trapped between the waves. Waves that you can no longer see the top of. In fact, if you look up, you realize with a jolt that the stormy sky has vanished, replaced by a ceiling of seawater. The waves adjacent to you, instead of collapsing onto your ship, have conjoined at the top, supported only by the immense air pressure that's also sending your ship careening forward. You're now in a huge natural air tunnel made from seawater, and unless you're looking forward or backward, all you can see is the ocean's surface. Each rigging line is being held by three or four sailors, straining with all their might to keep the sails in place against this deific wind. Yeah, I'm, I am so... I'm in my element, Donnie. <laughs> you literally are. All are silent as you wait for an end, either to this watery tunnel or to your own lives. Through the howling wind, you can hear the very fabric of the sails and ropes straining against the tension, moments away from being torn asunder. It occurs to you that the ship could be upside down or even nosediving into hell itself, and you'd never know the difference. The moment you've been dreading comes. Dead end! The lookout in the crow's nest can barely be heard through the storm. You look ahead and see it. Water. There's nothing to be done. You've long since abandoned control to the whims of the storm. The speed of the approaching wall of water is a fresh reminder of the truly deadly speeds the ship has reached. Without even time to brace yourselves, the ship collides with the watery barrier. And through to the other side, the dead end was merely a thin curtain separating you from the watery tunnel's exit as you gloriously emerge from the deadly wind tunnel in a grand explosion of water. Your heart sinks as the ship momentarily free falls. The wind tunnel had actually climbed above sea level. You only fall for a second or two, but then with an almighty lurch, the ship lands in calmer waters, cutting its speed in half in an instant. You look around, behold a diminished storm. The sky is visible once again. The waters, while still very rough, are largely calmer. Directly behind you, and farther in the distance as you look in other directions, you can see the inky black curtain of the true storm. You're not in the eye. Such a journey would take ten times as long as you've been sailing. In fact, if your nautical charts are to be believed, you've merely skirted the very outer rim of the storm. Now you're merely in a chance pocket of calmer sea. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Tuck, tuck, give me a profession sailor check for the next stormbound hazard. <laughs> okay. That's what you call shooting the tunnel. 35. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, that's a negative eight. I don't huh. have anything for that. <laughs> you guys climb above the storm. <laughs> Woo! Oh my god. It's like the Matrix. You can feel the sunlight for the first time in your lives. Wow. Within this pocket of lessened storm are two wide rings of coral reefs surrounding a towering spire of rock. Uh, picture like a bullseye with two rings around it. Got it? Mm -hmm. are, are we at uh, Sharkskin Reef and or Pinnacle Atoll? Yes, you are. Uh -huh. The fastest route sends you through small gaps in both rings and around the rock. Alternatively, you can take extra time to just skirt between the two rings, avoiding the inner circle and rock spire. You could also play it way safe and go around the whole thing, but that looks like it would take a lot longer. So, translation... Uh, I either need four sailing checks or two sailing checks, and then I'm going to subtract two from your race score or no sailing checks minus six from your race score. 
I say we go for the four checks and we'll use our last bit of Jalazar's wheel here. Doesn't apply. Oh, no. Motherfucker. Oh. oh, so we can save it for later. Maybe. But again, I'm confident in our bird pilot. So let's do the four checks and try to win this fucking thing. All right. Yeah. Give me four checks. Tuck, tuck. Uh, sailing checks. Uh, would a gust of wind only apply for one check? Does gust of wind have a duration on it? That's a really, really good question. If it's an instantaneous effect, no, it'll be for one check. Uh, Duration is one round, so that'll help you with one check. Okay. There seem to be no birds around this rock. (laughs) Oh, no birds? BT dubs. (laughs) No, not even, like, not even me? There's, well, there's a tuk-tuk, but uh, beyond that, That you don't see any. All right, let's do it. No fooling around. Time to roll some sailor checks. Are you using a gust of wind (laughs) with any of these? I'll need you to let me know before you make the roll. Okay, I'll let you know before I roll. Okay. 25. Okay. 32. Okay. 29, and I'm going to gust of wind 30. All right, I'm going to gallon inspiration that 25. Okay. Plus 6 makes it a 31. Okay. Uh, so that means you only fail 1, the 29. That means you're going to take 8d8 damage. The ship is going to take 8d8 damage as you ram into one of the shallow reefs. The hull takes 35 damage, but beyond that, you're able to thread that needle and get out the other side. Tuck Tuck can now give me two bonus sailing checks, and these are not the dangerous sailing checks. 35. Okay. 23. And when you say not the dangerous one. The dangerous ones, like if you failed by five or more, we would take like a penalty on our race score. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Because they all seem kind of (laughs) dangerous. Your race score goes up by one. You're looking at middle class right now. All right. Uh, Tuck, tuck, I need another profession sailor check for the next Stormbound Hazard. 28. I got a seven. (laughs) Out of a hundred. Man, I feel real bad for you. (laughs) Shut up. Um, While we're in this, like, calmer area of the storm, too, like, I'd like to, you know, look around with the far glass and see if there's anyone within sight. Uh, Which way are you looking? All of them. Yeah, I, was, I just wanted to look around, like just scan the horizon, like basically like south and then between south and west, like that 90 degree area of horizon, because that's behind us and then towards the finish line. With the atoll at your backs, you can make out a ship that has just re-entered the bulk of the storm and is ahead of you. What? But is is that ship in first or are you guys in last? You don't know. Right. Uh, you can also see another ship currently going through the atoll. The dice be damned. Oh, Captain Cork. Let's get him. <laughs> Heave two, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I know they said there was going to be cop boats or whatever, but. Well, yeah, you, you couldn't identify the, the ship that is ahead of you, but you know that there's at least one. But with the reef and atoll at your backs, you have no choice but to exit the soft patch in the storm diving once more into the full force of the Eye of Abendego. As before, the wind and rain swallows your ship, leaving you sailing through darkness, occasionally lighting up with a flash of lightning. Tuck Tuck, profession sailor for Stormbound Hazard. 31. Four! (laughs) I don't fucking believe it. Yeah. I rolled a 19 on the d20, and like, despite Tuck Tuck's awesome profession sailor check, I was like, all right, I'm actually adding to this d% roll. Four. You can all fuck yourselves. <laughs> right on to victory. The lightning flashes seem to be growing more frequent. Soon, flashes from different points overlap each other, 
until you're in an area of nigh-constant light as electricity fills the air. White lightning mixed with, mixes with green lightning, creating an almost hypnotizing light show. Everyone give me a knowledge planes check. That's a four for Devoth. 25 for Scram. All right. Aw. Uh, I'm the Amelia Earhart of planes checks, baby. 26. <laughs> <laughs> that, hmm, that was a tasty one. Yeah, oh, baby. Man. Uh, Amelia Earhart of planes checks. <laughs> Uh, uh, bravo though pretty to watch scram and cheryl know that the green lightning that green lightning like this usually means one thing an interplanar rift intersecting with the planes of air and fire rifts like these usually expel lightning elementals what hypnotic that's insane wait (laughs) are you telling me it's raining elementals right now hallelujah the hypnotic flashes of green light shift until instead of a blanketed flash, they've coalesced into a concentrated form of green lightning, which has settled at the top of the main mast. Uh-oh. With one last green flash, the mast collapses, and in its place, a huge vortex-shaped creature made from what appears to be a crackling storm appears on the deck of your ship. Everyone roll initiative. Ha. Huh. Well, shit. My god. <laughs> This seems bad. Does this elemental know we're kind of in the middle of something? It's like not a really good time. <laughs> Come back. Call back. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, you guys. I don't think I've ever seen such a big creature with such a huge initiative on it. He's made of lightning. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Wow. laughs> made of lightning. Scram. Five. <laughs> oh, man. Devoth. Fifteen. Cheryl. Uh, eight. I thought I was going to be worse, but thank you, Scram. Oh, man. Hood. 28. Tuck, tuck. 11. I might, I might pray to this thing. Yeah, right? And by pray, I mean shoot rocks at it. <laughs> All right. I thought this elemental was going first, but Hood, you are up first. Oh. One shot it. Yeah, there you go. We got a race to do. <laughs> yeah, use your one shot at action. <laughs> I'm going to study target. Is he specifically aware of me? He's aware of everybody. Like, he is like... That's the fine. thing is like fifteen feet over the 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 floor. Okay, so I'm fifteen feet above it. I'm gonna pop my bracers, and I'm gonna deadly aim full round. Sorry, hold hold on a second. I don't know if I described that correctly. He is floating fifteen feet above the floor, and he takes up fifteen cubic feet, and he has a reach of fifteen feet. So you are within his reach. Can I take a five foot step? Up five feet. You got those spider climb boots? Yep. You son of a bitch. Yeah, go ahead. Nice. Okay, and then I'm going to take a full round rapid shot against him with all my things on. Okay. Uh, The first one is a natural 20. Oh, baby. And it's a 30. It's a, oh my God, it's a second 20 to confirm. I have to roll a 20 to kill. Oh, fuck it. It is. Yeah, roll roll a d20, Nick, and like don't bother adding any modifiers. Ah, oh uh, my god! That all happened uh, so fast! <laughs> uh, oh my god. I'm, I'm assuming the crit confirms, <sighs> though, correct? With a 37, 37. check, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a fantastic crit. Oh, Jesus Piercing damage. This is called <laughs> Muscle Severed. Muscle Severed. Hold on, hold on. Elementals are immune to precision damage and crits. Go fuck yourselves! Oh no! You get too excited about that. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your normal damage, noob. 
Well, so it's a 17, and then I roll damage again for my trait. So the first attack, it's another 14, so 31. Second okay. ha- attack was a natural 1 on uh, for a 13. Roll to confirm your fumble. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a 20 <laughs> for a 37 to not confirm. Fuck you. That Fuck. is my favorite time for you to roll a 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you still miss, but you don't fumble. All right, so what is your uh, what is your third attack roll, Nick? A twenty five. That misses. A twenty five. Extremely nimble, nimbly bimbly. In response to being hit by the dude up in the up on the mast, this thing is going to take a five foot fly flight step, and it's going to unload on the hood with two slam attacks. Thirty three to hit. Yep. And twenty nine to hit. Yep. That's twenty three damage. And then six electricity damage from the first slam. And then another 23 damage, four electricity damage on the second slam. I have two hit points left. Oh my god. Holy from Max. Shit. From Max. Okay. Devoth, it's your turn. This thing is 20 feet above the deck. Then Devoth is going to. I mean, he's going to initiate the Inspired Rage. I accept. Because mm-hmm. why not? And. All right, I'm going to cast Haste, but that is going to be hitting everyone except uh, the Hood because he's way up the mast. So everyone has Rage that wants it, and everyone on deck gets Haste. Tuck, tuck, you're up. Oh, sorry. And um, I'm going to just five foot step. In that case, I'm going to shoot rocks at the fucking thing. Okay. I'm going to go old school with this. Uh, Does a 17 hit? It does not. Yeah. Okay. All right, Cheryl, you're up. Jeez. Oh, boy. I don't really want to be in front of this thing. So I'm going to take a five. All right, here's my question. Where can I put myself position-wise to be within 40, a 40-foot 40 radius of, like, the most people to affect? I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a prayer. Uh, I'd say if you moved 10 feet, you would uh, hit the most people with it. Okay. And the elemental, and also hood. All right, sweet. So I want to move there, and I want to defensively cast prayer. I don't think is he within range? He's twenty feet up with a fifteen foot reach. So no. Oh. So you don't need to defensively cast. Sweet. I hate defensively casting. I just say, yeah, it's uh, after all I've been through with the storm, and now this motherfucker made of lightning. I need to have a chat with Parasma and, uh, <laughs> you know, give me strength and uh, embolden my allies to defeat this vile beast. Nice. All right. So that's just so you guys know. I don't know if you guys have a button for it, but plus one luck bonus, attack, damage, saves, and skill checks. Minus one for him. So hopefully that, okay. that helps a bit. Scram, you're up. I do. And I don't know how this will play out. Uh, I do have uh, I do have telekinetic charge. I can throw Devoth 30 feet. I know I could throw him upwards. Uh, if he could catch the rigging, he might. He would be inside uh, range. I would let you do that, but Devoth would need to make a climb check to wind up in a spot where he's not going to fall. Do it. Okay. Uh, I will do that then. All right. Scram telekinetically charges Devoth up into the rigging. Devoth, give me a climb check. 36. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're exactly wherever Scram wants you to be. Okay. <laughs> Which I assume is between the hood and the elemental. Yes. Yes. No, absolutely. All right. 
Devoth, give me an attack roll with a plus two bonus. All right. And this is with Rage and... Well, Rage is already on, but this is Power Attack. And I got my Furious Focus for the first attack this round. Yeah, that's a 25 to hit. And I'm going to Gallant Inspiration myself. Did you take my plus one? attack rolls? Yes, you can Gallant Inspiration attack rolls. Oh, it's just not saving throws. Right. Right. Add five to that. That's a 30 to hit. That hits. All right. And that is 29 damage plus six from the vicious so that's 35 damage and i take five okay you felt that is now hood's turn okay i'm going to activate the spell that is in my chain shirt and that was whatever the highest it was a cure cure moderate for me yeah which i don't know what the uh equivalent dice rolling is uh well i believe for the future uh, that's an immediate action after you get hit, so this would have gone off after... Well, I uh, thought it was an immediate action when I want it to go off. No, the, well, the specific trigger is after you get hit. Yeah, and, it's like uh, you okay. choose when it goes off, but it has to be like when you get hit. Uh, well, then I would it's have just, had it go off after that second hit. Which is fine. Uh, so you just don't have a swift action for this turn. Nope. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, go ahead and... Uh, it would use Devoth's caster level, right? So, yeah. Devoth, why don't you just roll it? You heal 20. Nice. Oh, nice. I am going to take a double move action to move all 30 feet down the pole and then 10 feet. Part of that movement is going to provoke. So I would 30 down, 10 over with here. That's going to provoke from the elemental. Yep. Can I acrobatics? You can, but it's going to have your speed. Half my speed doesn't get me all the way down. Nah, I guess I'll just take the attack of opportunity. Bear in mind, you do have another 16 health from the rage, too. Yeah, that's what I was... Oh, that's right. right. I always forget that. Alright, so that's 29 to hit. Yep, that hits. Alright. Okay, you take 17 damage plus 10 electricity damage. Oh my god. Oh, I guess I'm unconscious. So, well, you're posting on the rage hit points, right? Yeah, you're now sitting at 11 health because of rage. Gotcha. But as soon as that, as soon as Devoth's raging song ends, if you don't take any more healing, you just immediately fall unconscious. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yes, you are down on the deck, ten feet away from the main mast, which is now twenty feet away from him, right? Yeah, you're well out of his reach at okay. this point. Oh, that's right, he's in there too. Yeah. It is now the elemental's turn. He's going to divert his attention to Devoth. That is a twenty-eight to hit. That uh, hits. Sorry, thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, that also hits. Haha! You take 21 damage plus 6 electricity damage. And he's going to swing at you again. That's a 34 to hit. That hits. 23 damage plus 5 electricity damage. Ooh, that hurts. This guy is a bruiser. Yes, he is. But it is now Devoth's turn. Oh, and I'm coming right back at him. I'm still raging. This is going to be full attack with power attack, reckless abandon, prayer, haste. Do it up. This is going to be this, and I'm going to get a third attack that I'll do after this. Oh, wait a minute. I had haste. No, you didn't. You were too high up for when uh, Devoth cast it. Ah. Oh, The first attack was a natural 20, but he can't be crit. (sighs) So the first attack is a 42 to hit. That hits. The second one is a 34. That also hits. And a 34 from the haste attack. And that also hits. Sweet. Carve him up, son. Okay, so he takes 39 damage from the first one. 
Okay. 36 from the second, 30 from the third, and another 18 damage from all the vicious hits. While I take another 7 damage from it. But then I heal 8 from my fast healing. <laughs> it was almost 100. It was more than 100. Maybe not after damage reduction, though. <laughs> Devoth, you kill it. Oh yes! My yes! God. <laughs> yes! Wow. By, by three. Yes! Get him, boy. By three <laughs> prayer points? Magic missile coming at it. What? I was trying to take credit for it with prayer. Plus one on the damage. <laughs> <laughs> three attacks. Plus one. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, Good job, Cheryl. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Good job, Devoth, <laughs> too, I guess, for... Triple slashing that thing down. That was fucking badass. (laughs) Wow. You you guys needed that. That's for sure. Awesome. (laughs) Man, that that felt good. Yeah, I bet. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And the race continues. Uh, Real quick, as the race continues, I'm going to heal the dude who has uh, 2 HP and is a song away from dying or whatever. Yeah, alright, whatever. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Hold on, let me see how many I've prepared. Alright. Yeah. Big rolls. So, uh, what is it? I heal you for 40. With 40? Two, two oh 20s yeah. from Cure Moderate Wounds. Wow. I am the greatest. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome to the right. campaign, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going, going to cure himself a few times with some Cure Light Wounds, too. Yep. So he heals himself for 10, 11, and 7. When everybody's done doing what they're doing, I'll need a profession sailor check from Tuck Tuck. For the next right, Stormbound Hazard. We're going to get some wind on this one. Gust of wind. 24 after bonus. All right. Hey, okay. <laughs> He's like, so, yay, finally something happened. Yeah, something interesting. <laughs> well, we just did fight lightning. Are you fucking dude. kidding me? <laughs> you lose another lifeboat. You guys suck. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think, oh my God. I think you need to look up the definition of suck. It's <laughs> yeah. not what we are yeah, doing. Pretty. Pretty but awesome. you know, if the worst does happen, you guys are gonna have no lifeboats. Mm. <laughs> so there, we still have. Tuck Tuck will just turn into a whale, <laughs> a swan, a swan whale, swan whale. If I turn into a whale, I can eat y'all. Just yeah. carry us to safety, Pinocchio style. Right. No, no, devour <laughs> you for sustenance, and then I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the whale captain. I'm yeah, the captain I'll the I'll sea. second that vote. So, with a final dose of pelting rain and storm, the ship breaks through the heavy clouds. You finally left the Eye of Abendago. Yay! Woo! Though the sun still can't pierce the blanket of dark clouds above, the ambient daylight still feels like warm relief on your saturated skin and clothes. You're in the home stretch, but it's not over yet, for you must now sail back over the aggressive easterly current circling around the superstorm. Tuck, tuck, give me... Three knowledge nature checks or survival checks, and survival is the harder DC. By how much? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with. It's a 21 versus 16. Uh, I usually say, when in doubt, go with the higher number. That's what I was thinking. All right, here we go. Three survival. Three survival. 24. All right. 33. All right. 24. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to hero point the 24, the last 24. That a boy. All right. Okay. And I will gallon inspiration the first one. Okay. Makes it a 31. And oh, what is the hero point? Plus four. Plus four. So the gallon inspiration turns Tuck Tuck's first check into a pass. Unfortunately, the hero point is not enough to turn the 24 into a pass. Ugh. So you guys are going to lose one to your race score. 
And that was my last gallon inspiration, just so you know. We don't okay. gain any for the other two successes? Nope. You just lose if you fail. So That was look- a cool hero point. <laughs> <laughs> Looking ahead, you see with a jolt that one ship has already emerged from the storm and is heading for the finish line, the Wormwood. A fucking course. Ugh. Not long after you begin your way across the vicious current, another ship emerges from the storm behind you. The dice be damned. And another ship, the Red Cap, soon follows them. Though the Wormwood is ahead of you, you're not out of the running yet. In fact, you're close enough to see Barnabas on the aft deck, Peppery Longfarthing standing next to him. They look like they're arguing about something, with Barnabas pointing aggressively at your ship. Finally, Barnabas winds back and strikes Peppery across the face, sending her stumbling to the deck. She timidly stands up, and without looking at or speaking to her captain, reaches into her coat pocket and removes a scroll. I pull out the far glass, and I'm going to clear audience that. Oh, okay. I want to hear what's going on there. Give me a spellcraft check. I'm going to hero point this spellcraft check. All right. Uh, that's a 23. Unfortunately, Devoth, you, your spellcraft check was not high enough to identify the spell that she cast from the scroll, but oh, you know shit. that it was a conjuration spell. Can I do, uh, can I use my, uh, no. That doesn't help you see distances, it just helps you see past illusions. Oh. Actually, well. Oh. It's go, true go, sight. You know what, go ahead and use it. That's a 19 on the dice for 26. All right, cool. So, Peppery speaks an incantation, waves her hands a bit, and drops the used scroll at Barnabas's feet before walking away back down to the main deck. And Devoth, that's all you see. Scram. You see two separate formless hulking masses flying towards you. Give me a knowledge planes check. 26. Nice. Or 27. Nobody knows what invisible stalkers look like because they are always invisible. The only reason you can even see anything is because you used uh, the Sphingly's eye. The astrolabe. But that only works for one round. So you see them coming, and they immediately vanish again. But you know that they're coming, and what they are. You can ask two questions. What are they weak against? They have no weaknesses. And uh, what's their attack pattern, I guess? Uh, You know that they have two slam attacks. Beyond that, they're not super threatening beyond the fact that you can't see them. Uh, So everybody, roll initiative. There's no surprise around. Scram. Six. Devoth. Fifteen. Cheryl. Thirteen. Tuck, tuck. Eight. Invisible stalkers are up first. Tuck, tuck. Does a 28 beat your flat-footed AC? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Yes. By a lot. (laughs) Okay. How about a 19? Ah, yeah. By still not zero. You take nine damage from one slam... Seven damage from another slam from one of the invisible stalkers. And the other invisible stalker is also attacking the pilot. 17 versus your flat-footed. That hits. And I got a 17 on the d20, so I'll assume that one hits as well. Yeah. Uh, They were close enough to full attack? Well. On the first round? Do you guys do anything in preparation when Scram says there are two invisible stalkers coming over here? Yeah, I'll put on mage armor. <laughs> um, also, yeah, I'll, you guys have like a full action before these guys show up. Oh, okay, then never mind. You don't want your mage armor? Well, I would prefer to do something to harm these guys. 
Uh, you don't know where they yeah, are. Yeah, you can't see them. Right, so they disappear immediately. Can I cast something right where I, you know, the general angle of which I think that they're coming from? Sure. Okay. I would like to cast Fireball. Okay. I'll give each of them a 25% chance to avoid the radius. 36, 72. So, you're golden. All right. They got to make reflex saves. Yeah. 17. Does not make it. 22. Does make it. Okay. 25 fire. All right. So one takes 25. The other one takes 12. Okay. Anybody else have anything they want to do? Uh, you, you guys know that there are two creatures that Scram identifies as invisible stalkers approaching the ship. Did I see where the fire... Like, I saw the fireball. Could I aim where the fireball was and hit them? Yeah. What are you using? I think I'm going to throw two ball lightnings at them. Okay. Uh, those hit a five-foot square, correct? Uh, and how far can you move a ball lightning spell per round? They, uh, 20 feet. All right. So you can cast the spell this round, but they're not, they're too far away for you to reach them with the spell. Honestly, um, that, that sounds like something that would be used very well defensively, like surround yourself with ball well, lightning. The range <laughs> of the spell is a hundred feet plus 10 per level. Oh, so you can conjure them that far away. Um, okay. So you're going to cast ball lightning and you get two separate balls of lightning yeah and you're basically just trying to put them where you saw like an outline in the fireball yep all right so seeing how you can move them 20 feet that's as a move action though right yes okay and Uh, i'm gonna let me make sure let me and let me just uh clarify this you're on the home stretch every move action that tuck tuck can use towards keeping the ship going straight is crucial Oh yeah, I was gonna I'm say a, like Tuck Tuck just focus on piloting. Yeah, you can still use a standard action to cast a spell, but I will use Gust of Wind to better our piloting. Okay, I'm going all in on it. All right, good any, bird. Any, <laughs> anybody else have anything they want to do before the proper the combat proper starts? Yep, Devos gonna activate Rage as a move action and ready an attack for something that attacks Tuck Tuck because I'm all in on protecting him and winning this race i think i'm gonna follow the boss lead on that okay so then we will fast forward to tuck tuck getting hit so devoth you are right next to tuck tuck why don't you pick a square to target and we'll go from there tuck tuck is clearly being harried by both of them okay can Um, i mime where i got hit to show like (laughs) where i think they are uh sure I was I was just I'm assuming one's right here. That's where I was going to swing. There, they could be from where Tuck Tuck is being hit. They could be in any of the three squares to his north, and uh, any of the three squares to his south. And uh, these things can fly, so they could also be on the ground, so to speak, or they could be five feet off the ground. Of course. Do I get any sort of hint from from Tuck Tuck there, or am I just swinging blind? Give me a perception check. Should I give you one as well, then? Uh, 16 for Devoth. Yes, Hood, give me a perception check. Devoth, you've got five squares to choose from. Uh, the two directly to the east of you, and the one above you, and the other two squares above those two squares. All right. Devoth's just going to swing right at the square next to him here. Okay. Give me an attack roll. And this is with power attack. Okay. It's a 29 to hit. You don't seem to hit anything. Hood. You can narrow it down between uh, 
on the other faceless or the other invisible stalker, uh, you can narrow it down to two squares. The square directly to Tuck Tuck's north or the square directly above that one. Okay. I uh let's go the one above. Okay. This is a oh. thirty four hit. Highs or lows? Highs. You hit. Nice. And twenty three damage. You definitely connect with it. Tuck Tuck, do you get hit by two slams or four slams? He got hit by all four, I think. But okay. I only took damage from two. Okay, but I th- I think I rolled the attack rolls for the other two. Yeah. Yeah, they were hits. Okay. You take an 11 and then 10 damage from the fourth slam. And it is now Hood's turn. Okay. Uh, so in theory, the guy I just hit should still be there. Yep. He has a chance to move. So I'm going to take a full round against that square. Okay. Does a 38 hit? Doesn't seem to hit. What about a 32? Doesn't seem to hit. Okay, so it's now Devoth's turn. Alright, um, maintaining the rage, Devoth heals the two health he was missing. He's going to five foot step north a bit and uh, full attack where Manny was aiming. Okay. Uh, this is yeah, rage, power attack, reckless abandon. That is a 28 to hit. Doesn't seem to hit. And a 33. That one does hit. For 38 damage. Whew. Plus. Nice. Plus four. So a total of 42 damage. Okay. Uh, you hear a hard thump as the invisible stalker falls to the ground. And Devoth takes one damage from the vicious. It is now Cheryl's turn. There's still one thing alive. And do I even yes. know? What do I know? I know that there's an invisible thing. Yeah, I see you that you're dying. two invisible stalkers. Yeah, I'll get my uh, ass kicked. And then you saw Tuck Tuck just like really, really taking a pounding at the wheel. Like you can just tell he's like getting hit by something <laughs> invisible. From... You saw the hood and Devoth hitting uh, a creature. And I would assume Devoth shouts, I killed it when he kills the first one. Yep, okay. Okay. Got one. All right. I'm going to cast Shield Other on uh, Tuck Tuck. So he nice. takes. Half damage, and he gets a plus one deflection bonus to AC, and a plus one resistance bonus to saves. And the other half damage goes to you, right? That's correct. Nice move. Is that what's the range on that? Twenty-five feet plus five feet per two levels. Very nice. Tuck, tuck, you're up. I'm going to accept rage <laughs> for the HP boost. <laughs> nice. Uh, I am you're going. Dr- got, got some road rage here. Some ocean rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grip and rip this wheel, dude. It's my fucking Beyblade. I'm down. <laughs> like uh, full steam ahead. I'm just racing. Nice. All right, Scram, you're up. Scram is gonna try to stall things for a second or two. Uh, he will use color spray on the uh, area of which he is calling out. Sure. All right, so the Invisible Stalker's got to make a will save. Not Spray it down. It's Forte. I got an eight. Nice. Does not make it. So it has seven hit die. It is stunned for one round, correct? Yep. All right. Do we hear the thud? Or uh, It can <laughs> still maintain its flight, Okay. but it can't otherwise act. Very nice move, indeed. Um, question with that, though. Yeah. Since... It is stunned, and wouldn't it have to basically just kind of hover then? Would it then fall 30 feet behind the ship as the ship keeps moving? Uh, 
<laughs> do we actually do we want that though? <laughs> or ni- it's ninety feet. We're at full speed, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just gonna leave it in the dust. With that logic, like you guys should have just like blown right past the things since their fly speed is thirty feet. So I would say that anything that is like hovering over the ship moves with it. Oh, wouldn't they just have to be on the ground? Yeah, wouldn't they just have to land then? All right, fine. It's on. It's on the. It's on the ground. Yeah, freaking <laughs> semantics. The All right, best Hood. kind of mantics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Hood, you're up. I'm gonna yell. It's on the stairs and like kick at it because it's annoying the piss out of me. The <laughs> second I hear that, I'm going to unload. All right, it's a thirty-seven to hit. That hits. How about a 23? Does not seem hit. It's going to be 30 damage. Uh, Devoth, you're up. All right. Devoth is going to five foot step back down to here, maintaining the rage, healing that one damage I took last round from the vicious, and I'm going to full attack. That's a natural 20. <gasps> oh, oh my God. <sighs> it doesn't seem to hit. Motherfucker. So the second attack is a Rick. 32 to hit. Okay. Doesn't seem to hit. Oh, my God. Uh, this is a rigged <laughs> carnival game. Shake the ball again. <laughs> Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> You're up. Is it up to me to fight this thing now? I don't know. What do you want or to do? Or heal Tuck Tuck. You could heal me more. I'm going to come heal like, him more. Okay. Like I think that's a full round action to get to Tuck Tuck. No. Tramp stamp it. Yeah, with his tramp stamp, he can get there in a move action. Oh, nice. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Tuck Tuck, <sighs> are, you, uh, are you staying the course? Oh, baby, you know it. All right. Scram, you're up. Scram is gonna cast uh, magic missiles. Ass. Are we uh, happening? Uh, well, to I don't. Catch up I don't know exactly. I, yeah, you need to at least see it. Right. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do a uh, flaming sphere uh, until I hit its exact location. Well, you know it's right on the stairs. Right. All right. So uh, I just like kind of move it up and down on the stairs until I. Get I'm gonna it. say it can't make a reflex save while it's stunned, right? Or no? No. Being it, stunned, you can still like defend yourself and stuff. So, seventeen. It matches. All right, so it avoids the flaming sphere. It's a wily one. All right, it is now the invisible stalker's turn. It is no longer stunned, so it's going to scramble on the floor and uh, go after Tuck Tuck again. Oh, get out of here with that shit. You can't stop me. That's a natural one. Yeah, I told you. (laughs) The natural three to confirm. It's a 15. Actually, because it's invisible, it gets a plus two. So that's 17 versus your flat-footed. Well, that hits. No, you get a right, plus well, one. It, it doesn't confirm the fumble. It still misses. Uh, second attack roll. It got higher than a natural three, so I'm guessing that hits. Since a natural three beat your flat-footed AC. Yes. You take 13 damage. Don't I take less because of that oh, yes. shield spell? So you take, uh, you would take six, and shield and Cheryl will take seven. All right, Hood, you're up. I would take another round action at it. All right. Uh, this time I'm going to rapid shot. Uh, the first one's a 24 to hit. Doesn't seem to hit. Second one's a 23 to hit. Doesn't seem to hit. Third one's a 25 to hit. Doesn't seem uh, to hit. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, Devoth, you're That's up. Sure. All right, rinse and repeat. Full round attack. Okay. It's a tw- 28 to hit. Doesn't seem to hit. 32 to hit. Doesn't seem to hit. Oh my what? God. <laughs> Cheryl, you're up. <laughs> Unfucking believable. You can five foot step and get in on this whiffing action. No, keep keep healing, tuck tuck. Yeah, no, be the battery. 
This is a, a protect the president situation, right? <laughs> I'm running out of juice. To just bump, you just dump it all in the tuck cup. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay, I'm dumping 11 heal. All right. And also I give you words of encouragement in between heals. <laughs> not, not just healing you. Uh, I'm worth more than that. I'm like, yeah, keep steering. Way to really you steer. Heal. You also <laughs> heal the soul. <laughs> yeah. Tuck, tuck. You keep driving the boat. Oh, God, you know it. Does it Graham, look like we're catching up. up at least for all this effort? What? Yeah, am I doing well? Am I doing well? We'll address we'll address that after the combat's over. Scram will keep on moving around the bum, bum, flaming bum. sphere. He doesn't need to move it. The thing's just got to make another reflex uh, okay. save. Uh, 18. Makes it. All right. Are you doing anything else? Uh, I could use Acid Splash. You could. It's something. Yeah, I'm going to use Acid Splash. All right. Make a ranged touch attack. 24. Doesn't seem to hit. Fuck! <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, Excellent. Invisible Stalker's turn. Okay, let's see. I got a natural 13 and a natural 7, so it's going to hit on both slams. First slam is 8 damage. Second slam is 11 damage. Hood, so, you're up. So wait, Tuck Tuck takes 4 and 5. Oh, yeah, sorry. And Cheryl takes 10 total. Yes, thank you. Hood, Hood, you're up. Alrighty, I'm going to rinse and repeat with the rapid shot. All right. What could possibly mm. go wrong? That's uh, 20 on the first one. That hits. Oh, uh, my God. Look at that. You kill it. Nice. Woo! Sweet. I wiped the blood from my bird beak. Go team! <laughs> All right. While this has been happening, Tuck Tuck, give me three bonus sailing checks. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, I think we have uh, one more use of the wheel. It's not going to apply here. Doesn't oh. the map apply, though, now? We're back into the uh, last leg. Yeah. It does? Yeah. So, right, get, so uh, do it with a plus two bonus. And you threw in a couple... You, did you throw in... How many gusts of wind spells did you throw in there? It would have uh, been at least every act, standard action. All he was doing was... But he was he, once he accepted the rage, he couldn't do the gust of wind anymore. Oh, yes, right, right, so right. I had two rounds where I could, where I used the, um, the gust of ruski. All right. So two of these are at plus four, and the last one would be at just plus two. Okay. There we go. 39, 37. Oh, boring. And a 27. Okay. You guys clear the storm. You clear the cross current. You're hot on the heels of the wormwood. Peppery Long Farthing gets bitch slapped, summons two two invisible stalkers from a scroll. And while the rest of the group is focused on keeping Tuck Tuck up, Tuck Tuck, you are handling the navigation, shouting out commands to the sailors grabbing the wheel, casting gust of wind spells, and slowly, ever so slowly, the mascador is catching up to the wormwood. The invisible stalkers go down, and the full crew can commit their full attention to the navigation of the ship. It is neck and neck, and at the last second, the mascador pulls ahead of the wormwood, winning the regatta. Oh, yes! 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 I am shooting lightning bolts. I am <laughs> con my fucking bird brains out. Uh, Barnabas Harrigan pulls off his farmer's hat, throws it on the ground, stomps on it profusely. <laughs> I Dang, flip the bird. <laughs> so uh, the mascador is declared the winner by the master of gales. He says, uh, sail back to Port Peril and will uh, officiate your win and uh, show you your winnings. 
I get into a shipwreck on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So before we end the session, I want to uh, end with a little something. Unless anyone had anything especially pressing that they wanted to cover. Uh, we'll say that it's it's been like 10 hours since you guys started. It's it's getting late. You guys are soaking wet and tired. I'm sure Devoster says, okay, let's start heading down to Port Peril and we'll celebrate when we get there. Yeah. It's a chilly night. The shackles winter air brings a rare briskness as the mascador floats on the dark ocean water. Devoth's victory will bring plenty of celebrating at Port Peril, no doubt. But for tonight, the crew is cold, wet, and tired, and a peaceful stillness sits over the ship as the moon sleeps overhead. The door to the officer's quarters glides open without a sound. Scram Anacra steps into view. He steps onto the main deck, turns around, and carefully closes the door. As he turns, his backpack comes into view, hanging from one shoulder, because Scram's a cool kid and doesn't use both straps. <laughs> With the door closed, Scram turns and begins to make his way across the main deck toward the stern castle. Evening, Scram. Jack Scrimshaw is sitting on some crates on the main deck. Oh, hi, Jack. Anything to report? Jack rubs his eyes for a moment. <sighs> no, it's a quiet night so far. Hey, that was one hell of a race, huh, Scram? The scene suddenly changes, and the main deck is full of activity, as Scram remembers back to the race. A sickening crack sounds from below decks. We're taken on water! The scene flashes back, and Scram and Jack are alone in the dead of night. One for the books. Probably pretty tired after all that. The scene flashes back again. We're taken on water! Scram takes in the chaos for a moment. His gaze lingers on Devoth for maybe a beat longer than necessary. I'm on it. Scram vanishes from the main deck with his dimension door spell. The scene returns to the present. Why don't you take a the rest of the night off jack smirks nothing to look into there thanks scram see you in the morning jack climbs down the grate on the main deck towards the crew quarters scram waits a moment to make sure he's alone flashback scram's dimension door spell has him reappear inside the mascador but not in the bottom hold where the leak is instead he's standing in the captain's cabin next to devoth's bed the roar of thunder and shouting of men is muffled against the far wall flash forward Scram reaches back and removes his backpack from his shoulder. He reaches inside and removes a bulky-looking bag, the bag of holding. Flashback. We see Scram rummaging around beneath Devoth's mattress and retrieving the bag of holding. He hesitates for a moment, the klaxon of the regatta raging just outside. Then he holds it firmly as he disappears again. Flash forward. Scram looks at the bag of holding for a long time, lost in thought. Finally, he reaches a trembling hand inside and pulls out a cold, refreshing bottle of Desani water. Sponsor us. <laughs> the, the cool, God delicious water it. steadies his hand. God damn it. After a long, quenching drink, Scram reaches into the bag again. This time, he removes a lockbox. True to its name, the box is locked. After a moment of thought, Scram shrugs and drops the whole thing overboard. Oh my God. The lockbox lands with a small splash and sinks below the black water. Some time passes while Scram eagerly leans over the railing, breath held. Finally, the ocean explodes. Water displaced by the sudden appearance of a tremendous mass rocks the ship, and Scram is slapped in the face with a hundred gallons of seawater, sending him sprawling back onto the deck. Then, nothing. In the calm following the explosion of water, Scram can hear the crackling of electricity. 
From his position on the floor, he can see the ambient glow of some sort of light spilling up over the railing, as well as the tip of a dorsal fin of deep red, lit up from the aura below. To be able to see the fin from Scram's spot on the floor, it must reach thirty feet out of the water. Slowly, Scram lifts himself up. He grabs the railing and pulls himself forward to see over the side. The shark is at least as large and long as the mascador itself, but its size is hardly the most defining characteristic. Three heads branch out from the same bulky body, and where a tail fin should be, writhes a forest of thick, long tentacles. The creature's entire body, colored blood red, is illuminated by arcs of electricity slicing up and down its body. All three of Gargolavo's heads, each large enough to swallow a longboat hole, are looking up at Scram. You have freed me. I will repay you with one task. Name it. Scram, who looks like he might be sick at any moment, looks down at the water's surface, appearing to try to come to terms with what he's done. Finally, you can see a thought form behind his eyes. He squares his shoulders, picks a head, and looks it straight in the eye, and inhales a breath to fuel his answer. And the scene cuts to black. End of book three. And everyone levels up. We'll see you next week. Oh, no. oh, 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 oh my god. See ya. <laughs> wow. See ya. See ya. We should wait till Tom's done with the crinkliest bag ever. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Tom, could you act like you're at gaming yeah. today, please? <laughs>